This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna, and today we have the opportunity of talking to Daryl Baskin. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks, Gianna. Happy to be here. That's a legit intro. I mean, you this like is that? The, now the energy's here. Yeah, it kind of gets you cranked up like dear, dear, dear. Uh, my last icon was like, we need to do like a little dance series to that in the beginning. Like, I'm telling you. And uh, Daryl, if you need to take that, you can. No, I'm going to turn on focus. Okay, perfect. Just saying, uh, you know, I know, I know the world of real estate agents and inspectors calling left and right and everything. So, we're very flexible here. Um, well, Daryl, take us back in time. Who are you? How'd you get into real estate? Where are you from? What's your life story? All right. So uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, that's my market. That's where I've uh, been since junior high. So I consider myself a local by now. Yeah. I started, uh, actually, I started in real estate with my dad, who was, uh, in, I was a teenager in, in high school. He wanted to become a real estate investor. This was in the uh, mid 80s. And in Tulsa, we had thousands and thousands of homes on the market. It was uh, post uh, oil crash. We had over 8,000 homes on the market, just as an example. Today, we have less than 2,000 homes on the market, I believe. And so in, in terms of like, that was a really bad time. But that's when I cut my teeth and um, just worked with him. I had no license at the time. I was under 18. He died uh, when I was 18. And I lost my college tuition, I had to drop out of school. Uh, it was just a really dismal time. And I thought, well, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. I guess I can become a real estate investor because I just watched my dad do that. Well, in the process, I'm going to class uh, with all the other real estate agents. They were all twice my age, at least. And as I was like just wanting to learn things, I really wasn't wanting to sell. I thought, gosh, if these people can make a living doing this, I could be a millionaire. And, you know, that was a little bit of a cocky teenage attitude, but it worked out well for me. I did get into business. I realized there weren't there wasn't a young uh, at that time in the late 80s. It was if you were a real estate agent under, say, 50 years old, you were a real anomaly. It was all older people that were retired in a second career. And so I was serving a market that was just very different. That's what got me into it. And I quickly became a top producer and uh the rest is history. Now, I will say, though, one of my uh, one of the things that I really struggled with being so young was I had very a lot of difficulty developing um, credibility. Mm -hmm. And so I would walk out of these listing appointments in my early 20s and these older people who even had less experience than I did, they had more life experience, they had less real estate experience. A lot of them wouldn't even have read the contract that they were having their clients sign. And I'd studied and really worked hard, but I would lose the business because I didn't look old enough. I, I didn't um, like fit the mold. And so and when I was 23, and this was long before YouTube, you have to think back to uh, really long, thick contracts with the government. The movies, movie Wayne's World kind of tells yeah. that story. 
but I started a television program because I wanted to establish some credibility, some credibility in my market. Now, that is really what anchored me in the community was uh, getting on broadcast media. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So, so getting into broadcasting, uh, that, that anchored you, gave you credibility? How yeah, I mean, at the time, if you weren't on TV, you just didn't get on TV. Uh, now you can get on YouTube, you post social media, you can be a, an overnight uh, success on social sure. media. But back then, um, it was a really big ordeal. So people would ask, like, who picked you? How did you get on TV? And so, I mean, the, the truth was I made all that happen myself. I had to um, go through the motions, get the sponsors. Really, I was putting together, I was producing a television program. And today I own a production company that does that specifically for me. Actually, I do a couple of other shows for other people, but uh, I switched over to radio. And so that was before podcasts in 1998. Um, I, I got into uh, into radio. I've been doing that for a very long time. So that's just kind of my story. The, the whole reason I, I wanted to do that was it's this is not a... Um, 30 minute or one hour program, just talking about what I do and houses for sale. This is really connecting with the community and creating value that establishes trust prior to people needing a real estate professional. And that's been a, a focal point of my entire career is I think, and this is, I even have a commercial on this is trust is the forgotten sales technique. And in the early years of my business, I was always taught, well, say this and do that and hold your head this way. And this craziness. And sure, some of that, having the right scripts, knowing what to say, et cetera, that's all good. But if people don't trust you, you're going nowhere. And if you'll establish trust as the basis of your business and your entire career, the rest is easy. Absolutely. And and you want to be somebody in your community that people know, like, and trust. Those are super key words there, um, Daryl. And as far as, um, you know, your adventure, not only in real estate, but with EXP, how did that get introduced to you? Why did you make the switch to that brokerage? Where were you before? What did that transition look like? Well, I like to tell the story because um, my, my history with real estate companies is I was at one company to start for like six months. And that was just kind mm-hmm. of introduction to real estate. My manager moved. I moved with her at the time because she was kind of my coach. And so then I stayed at the next company for 22 years. And I went from being a rookie of the year, just brand new in the business, basically, to uh, being one of the owners, one of the partners. So by the time I had finished my 22 year span with them, I had been every, I'd fit every role, literally every role from broker manager, top producer, um, stockholder, partner, all of that. But it it was real painful to leave but 22 years into it, I was like, I've, I've got to move on to something different. Zillow had come on the scene. Um, we were still doing business in the old way where uh, we, we kind of owned the inventory, but now the internet had come around. So we no longer held the key to the property data. We had to evolve to something else, but real estate companies were still doing things the old fashioned way. I knew something was going to be changing. And I had gone to a, a, um, uh, kind of a mastermind group for high-tech agents. And one of these agents had pulled me aside and said, Daryl, you really need to see this cool thing. Well, he showed me, he showed me the EXP model. And I, I have to laugh, I laugh at myself when I say this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm always a future thinker. I mean, I think way ahead, like 10 years ahead of stuff. When he showed me this, I walked away and thought that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. 
And so that was my first response back in, uh, I don't know, it was uh, 10 years ago, 2012. Um, I, I knew things were going to be changing. So I, I saw it, I looked at it, okay, you know, it's, it's all right, but I certainly don't see it working for me. And I, I didn't really get it. But I go home, uh, two months later, almost two months to the day, I wake up early in the morning, like one or two o'clock in the morning. I just sit straight up out of bed and I don't know what I was dreaming or thinking uh, in the middle of the night, but it, it just hit this is the future of real estate. I just hadn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I took all of those pieces of things that I knew were, were changing and were going to influence the market. And then I, the light bulb finally turned on. And what I'd seen with eXp that many years ago was the answer to that. And so I immediately called and said, I'm in, uh, put me in, I, I get it now. And so we established eXp Realty in Oklahoma in 2012, I was the first state broker and uh, we took off. It, it, it was really the Wild West back then. A, a lot of uh, really uh, neat people and quality, uh, quality people in EXP that really made all that happen. Absolutely. No, that's that's awesome, Daryl. Now that you're over here at EXP, you know, you saw that they were um, a flagship, you know, ahead of their time, blazing trails in uh, technology and where real estate was headed. But now that you're here and you're enjoying things like uh, stock options, rev share, um, the collaboration, what has become one of your favorite parts of EXP and why? Our culture is very different mm -hmm. as, as a company. And you kind of pick where you want to fit in. And there, there's so much to do. You can never really uh, engage in everything. So you kind of fit. EXP fits you. And. So you can uh, really begin to specialize in a certain area, whether it's producing leads, Sphere Rocket's an example here, whether it's producing leads, providing services, we are going to become so specialized in the future. There's, there's so much information that we're all just overloaded with that consumers are going to need that specialization that we offer. And that's what EXP has done. The, the culture has, uh, has evolved to provide agents these options that were never there before. And an example of, I remember the very first meeting I had in 2012, I had, I had always been used to taking something to a manager's meeting uh, and we would talk about it. And, and by, by the way, this is not eXp, this is my previous company. Sure. Great company, by the way. We'd take it to the, I'd take it to the manager's meeting. It'd be, I would think it was a great idea. And, um, it would just sometimes it would just be like it takes six months to get something in, something implemented, something very simple. And I remember going to my first meeting with EXP and all of the brokers were together. I think we only had about uh, 10, 15 states at the time. And I, I just had this idea. I said, well, could we do it this way? Well, before the meeting was over, the uh, the tech guy at the time, I think it was Kurt, he had uh, left, stepped out of the meeting taken care of it, like implemented it, came back and said, okay, it's done. I was just blown away. And that's the type of company this is, is obviously we have a process, things need to be done in an organized manner, but, but we're, we're staying ahead and we're pushing that envelope to bring something better, not just to the agents, but in the end, that's bringing something better to the consumer. And that's who I'm after. That's who I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, please and impress. And when my company makes it possible for me to bring something better to the consumer, that makes me the winner. That's helping my business. And 
I want that so I can live the life that I want and have the family lifestyle that I want. So you, you piece all that together and there's just no better place to be. It, it actually frustrates me how often I'll have the conversation with people and it, it just takes them a long time to come around and understand like the non-EXP agents, how, um, how much of a life changer it is to be at a company that is helping you along rather than standing in your way. Sure. Absolutely, Daryl. That's um, it's awesome to have the support here that EXP has to offer and uh, great, great examples all around from your end. And Daryl, before we dive into more things production, more things about being an icon agent, let's talk about you. Um, you know, what does your work life balance look like? How do you prioritize that and draw the line between work and play? Well, work uh, is play to me many times. I, I like to work. I choose who I'm working with mm -hmm. so that I'm working with people that I enjoy uh, spending time with frequently. Um, if I don't, I uh, try to find something that we have in common. I'm a cyclist. I cycle a lot. So a lot of my clients are part of my cycling groups. Mm -hmm. And um, if not, I may cycle to their house um, and show some houses. So I joke about it's kind of kind of weird uh, that your realtor shows up in tights, but uh, it's not. Uncommon, <laughs> but I'll, I'll say, hey, I'm on a, on a bike ride. I'm going to head over there and I'll, I'll see you in a little bit. So I do I do try to incorporate it that way. Um, I spend a lot of time working at coffee shops, uh, hanging out with friends, seeing people mm -hmm. in the community and being visible. And I do have eight kids. So four of them are still at home. And in the process, I incorporate uh, they help me with the with the business, so they'll help me with the Airbnbs that okay. we do, uh, whether it's cleaning or creating mm -hmm. uh, welcome baskets for clients, and uh, you name it. We we just do a lot together. It's important for me to to wake up and understand that that business is here to fuel a uh, a lifestyle mm -hmm. and experiences in life, not the other way around. But uh, obviously, I focus on, on running a successful business. There's just lots of ways to do that. And I think if we, if we keep that balanced, we can, uh, we can leverage real estate in like no way, uh, no mm -hmm. other, real, no other uh, uh, profession really allows this type of flexibility. We get to choose who we work with for the most part uh, because we can specialize in something that mm -hmm. connects us to those people, those interest groups. And we get to choose how we work. And we can also be efficient with the tools that we have. The more we learn about the tools we have, the more efficient we can be in delivering that service. And that's essentially choosing our own hourly pay rate. Yes, absolutely. No, that's awesome, Daryl. And I like that you've incorporated that, you know, um, with real estate, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, how great is it? You get to build your own schedule and kind of do what you want. But that's not all it is. You know, it's a lot of work, but also you have the the capability of choosing who you want to work with, the clients that you want to attract and you want to, um, you know, work alongside with, because it's not an easy process for either the realtor or the buyer, but it's, it's a long and grueling one sometimes. And it's good to know, like, and trust the people you're with. Well, and the downfall is that you can set your own schedule. So yeah. sometimes if you're not really disciplined, you can set your own schedule and that's your failure. That's the point of failure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It, it can be tough. You have to be a self-motivator. You know, you have to hold yourself accountable to those things. And um, Daryl, you know, if, if you don't have a virtual assistant, do you? I do. Yes, you I do. have one. 
So what are some of the things that you leverage out to that per, that virtual assistant and how um, do you feel like that's helped your, your business overall in reaching this high production point? So I use a system, uh, a CRM called Realvolve, mm -hmm. and it is a um, essentially has workflows that that my virtual assistant manages. Mm -hmm. And so she sends letters, goes through a checklist, um, organizes some appointments, and, and I'll have her work on specific projects such as uh, cleaning things out uh, on the database or adding people to the system. But she she basically manages that stuff that I don't want to be sitting at my desk for this mm -hmm. picture right here of me sitting at a desk, uh, is kind of rare cause I hate mm -hmm. it. So if I'm not sure. talking to someone like you, I don't want to be here. I want to be out doing something. Kind of hurts my feelings, but okay. Daryl, would it make you oh. feel better if you were on a stationary bike next time? Uh, possibly. Yes. Okay. Might be a, I'm on a Peloton. <laughs> that would at least get me halfway there. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. That's awesome, Daryl. Um, well, good to know, you know, the things that you leverage out with your um, VA and, you know, things that you don't like, or we're taking up too much of your time when you could be doing more efficient uh, income generating tasks. So that's, that's what assistants are for. And you have to spend money to make money and reach that next level. So that's a hill I will die on. And uh, if you guys have questions about VAs, how to use them, how to leverage it out, you know, feel free to reach out to me or Daryl, you know, neither of us are going to try to sell you one if it's not right for you. Uh, but just ask us about our experiences with them. And Daryl, moving on past that, uh, let's talk production in your area of Tulsa. What does that average housing price look like? And how many homes do you have to sell to be able to cap? So our, um, our average house price is about 285,000. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what you have to do to cap. This is, um, this is interesting to me. People ask this question and you would think I would, I, I do watch my business and I'm, you know, try to stay on top of my cash flow and then, then, and my pipeline. But you asked me how many times have I conned? I don't know, several times, but I, I don't really pay attention to it. Well, and, how many trophies do you have, Daryl? Um, well, I don't know if we got a trophy in the very beginning, but I remember getting, cause I got my little pen and I was like, oh, what is this? And so the icon program was new. And of course, we've changed it a lot as to how you get it, et cetera. Sure. And as much as I value it, and it's really a tremendous thing, uh, when I wake up in the morning, I don't think about an icon award. I think about, uh, and, and that's something that I've, I've been somewhat passionate about in talking to my agents and my organization. Mm -hmm. Icon comes naturally when you really focus on the basics of um, staying in touch with your people, bringing them value, uh, working every day on a diligent time schedule and delivering the service that they want, because then they're just going to be at your feet. You're going to have you're going to have wonderful reviews. I, I go the be, do and have principle. And if you've ever heard that, it's a very simple explanation. There's um, most of most people live by um, have, do and be if I if I have all of this stuff, if I had money or if I was a top producer, all this other stuff, stuff would be easy. And then I could be that. But if we start with B, I mean, it's, it's inside you and you have to decide in your mind um, with, with who you are, that your top realtor be or do those things, uh, carry them out every day. And then you're going to have all the stuff. You're going to have the award. You're going to have the money. Uh, you're going to have the fancy car. And too often I see the people who don't make it in real estate, they're reversing it and they want to have all that stuff first. They go for all the bling and there's no real substance there. So the, the real successful agents are 
uh, are focusing on those basics every day. So anyway, that's my, that's my little lesson. That's great. No, thank you so much for sharing that, Daryl. And, um, you know, speaking of lessons and teaching and coaching and mentoring, you've also got a cultural commitment when it comes to being an icon agent, right? So um, do you do that cultural commitment aspect of it? What avenue do you take for it and why? So uh, I do a tremendous amount of uh, community work. And that is, um, it comes out through volunteering. I even volunteer at a, a uh, local kids cycling group in our public schools. Oh, awesome. Uh, do a lot of uh, interviews and public broadcast on mm-hmm. our, our talk, top talk radio station here is I, uh, KRMG. And so I, I run on that weekly and have a daily program on our Bloomberg affiliate. So a lot of things that are connecting with the community and giving back to the community that way, mostly through public recognition, uh, public relations services, and then obviously teaching a lot of classes and coaching through, uh, through EXP. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome, Daryl. Um, and it's a great way to give back to EXP, EXP, and, and your community, right? Going back to that sphere of influence thing. Um, but as far as like the cultural commitment with EXP, you know, teaching, mentoring, and having that be led by the best of the best, top 2% of the company, it's really cool resource for, for everybody at EXP out of probably what's going to be 84,000 agents any day now. And Daryl, out of all the benefits you get with being an icon agent, you know, you get, you're supposed to get big glass shiny trophies. You get your pins, you get that cat back in stock. You get um, to go to ExpCon and uh, shareholders for more stock back. What is your favorite benefit of being an icon agent? And why do you continue to strive for this status? So uh, I think icon to me, the most important thing it really isn't about the recognition, although I do enjoy that. I certainly don't want to turn that away. But I, I think it's the uh, the subconscious satisfaction that I know uh, there in the background, I'm being rewarded for building this company. And previously, um, I had always felt like there was that missing component from the traditional business model. And mm-hmm. I should I really should call it old fashioned business model that the, the people who built the company, the ones with the boots on the ground, really weren't being rewarded for that. They were on a hamster wheel and they just had to keep going all the time. And I felt like it was important to be rewarding those people because the longer we can keep them, and we're all company owners here now at EXP, the longer we can keep our own people uh on the hamster wheel in a, in a sense, like, but not just not going so fast, like let them enjoy life and they'll live out a full um, rewarded life. And mm-hmm. then we're all benefiting together. And that's where really where the culture of EXP is so re- remarkable is that we're doing the same thing we were always doing before. We're just getting rewarded for it. We're getting paid better for it. Uh, my, my group, and I don't really call it a team anymore. My group of specialists, you know, they get to take a a vacation and somebody's here to cover for them and they're making more money than they were before. And when they're, when they're producing at a level that they would have, would have been as a top producer somewhere else. Now they're getting stock awards. This is, uh, this, this is a substantial change to life and Mm -hmm. EXP makes all of that possible. Absolutely. And, um, you know, multiple streams of income possible being awarded. I mean, what better way to practice employee retention than to give them a piece of the pie, right? Right. 
And um, <clears throat> so, Daryl, my next question is going to be, were you ever skeptical of EXP when it was introduced to you? Well, that that first couple of months, I, I was. And I, gosh, I'm so embarrassed to even admit that because I'm the guy <laughs> I'm the guy that's thinking way ahead. I mean, it's, I've mm -hmm. always, always been known for that. My when I was a uh, I say a kid in my early 20s, my first slogan was the future of real estate because I just answered this questionnaire and I hired a public relations firm and they said, you know, where, where are you, whatever. And they said, your slogan needs to be the future of real estate. That's what you are. And I was like, okay. So I just hung on to it. And later I started to understand why they even said that because I always adapted to things early. And so when EXP was presented to me and I kind of poo-pooed it and I was like, yeah, yeah it's just kind mm -hmm. of a little bad thing. Uh, for two months, I did that for two months. I uh, look back and think, gosh, how could I not have seen it? But right. again, it helps me today when I'm talking to people and I get kind of frustrated, like you don't get it, you don't get it. And I have to remember if it took me two months, I may have to carry on a conversation with them for six months, two years, who knows? Absolutely. No, absolutely, Daryl. And, um, you know, it, it's okay to be skeptical of EXP, but you should owe it to yourself to do that research, right? And so say somebody right now, they're doing their research and they are looking at this icon podcast and they're seeing what everybody has to say about uh, coming over to EXP and their experience with it. So for example, there's somebody watching right now who sees the greener grass, but they hear things like EXP's a pyramid scheme, it's a cult, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Um, what would you have to say to them to kind of encourage them to make that make that leap and come on over to EXP? Well, uh, I actually think the old-fashioned business model is a cult, and the old-fashioned business model is a pyramid. I have this little, I have this little diagram, and it is a pyramid, and it shows the broker on top, and then the managers that they hire, they assign you the manager, and then you're the agent underneath. So you produce the income that pays the manager's salary that funds the, the broker and his ownership of the office building that you're paying desk fees for, et cetera. And so when you show that, you're like, that's a pyramid. Because when you look at EXP's model, I'm, I am a point of contact within EXP. And so I have my own agents who work with me. Uh, not for me, but with me. A couple of people work for me, and that's my direct team, but everybody else is part of my network. So I'm there to support them. And then the the broker is actually an employee of the company that I own. So that's a very different, that's an entire network. When you draw all that those out into little cells, you see picture-wise, it's very different. The pyramid is actually the model that the people accusing EXP of having a pyramid are actually running. So uh, that's um, and, and like how brainwashed do you have to be to think that that's better for you as an agent? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a strong word. But the, the brainwashing, I think, is really an important way to look at it, because your your boots on the ground are actually uh, producing the income for the for the ownership of a company that you you have nothing you have nothing invested in. So I. Um, I think stepping back from the emotion of it and looking at the hard data and the facts is the most important and effective way to really help your, your brain absorb that information. And change is difficult. Change is really difficult and it's scary, but it's an important thing to look at, um, especially when you see how we look at other companies and see how uh, Sears and JCPenney and Blockbuster 
and um, all you know, the other companies that are just not around anymore because they've been replaced by a more efficient and effective way of delivering services, goods and services. And real estate has, has been long overdue in how we would handle that. You know, the last thing I'd like to point out is every once in a while, I'll have someone who's quite astute say, wait a minute, you're a real estate company and you don't own real estate. And I say, ah, but who owns our real estate company? Our agents own our real estate company. And I'll take just my my local group of agents and say there are 20 of us. If we put 20 of us in a room, like 12 of those 20 are actual investors themselves. They either own, um, I own my office building and I own my own investment property. I have another one that flips property and has, uh, I think, 50 Airbnbs. I don't know how many she's got right now. Um, I mean, you just go down the list. These are people, because of EXP, these are people who are saving their their money that they would have been paying into a broker, buying the broker's building, able to invest it for themselves, which makes them not only more financially stable and profitable as a, a personal entity, but guess what it does for them in representing their customers and clients? It makes them tremendous, uh, tremendously more valuable to the customer, the end, the end customer and client, because they have that personal experience. They're not regurgitating something that they learned in a class. Right. So we have a, a, a superior business model all the way around. And it comes from that culture that starts from the ground up at eXp. Absolutely. And, and that culture, it just fosters so much. And there's a reason that eXp has grown the way that it does. It's really not a matter of if you come over to eXp, but it's when. Yeah. And that's awesome. And Daryl, I think it's been an awesome episode are you going to be at EXP Con? I will be. I've purchased my okay. ticket and awesome. I'm, I'm going to be there. Well, I hope to run into you there. Is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with today as we wrap it up? Your questions were great. They, uh, they um, brought to mind the things that I wanted to talk about. So thank you mm -hmm. for being a, a good host. Thank you for being a good guest, Daryl. Um, I'm blushing. I'm just kidding. Um, but I'm super excited to meet you in real life in Vegas. And I would love to hear about, um, you know, things in business that change from now to October and uh, looking forward to catch up. And you're welcome back on the Icon Podcast anytime. Thanks, Gianna. Good to visit Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. Talk to you soon. Bye. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.